Hi, everybody, and welcome to Be Better Tomorrow, your show about personal and professional development. I am your host, Jason Fisher, coming to you from day like 28 of the Ohio quarantine. Um, you know what? I t- was debating back and forth about how to handle this on the show. This show really doesn't have anything to do with c- about current news or events, but at the same time, you can't ignore what may be the largest single uh, event happening in our lifetime. So I decided to address it a little and then probably going to move on without addressing it unless there's something pertinent to, to what's going on. May do, may do some shows about some of the free stuff that's out there you can learn from to find ways to make yourself better. Today, I'm going to talk about the best work from home tips that I found for people who aren't normally used to working from home. Now, if you're a work from home person normally, you probably have your own routine. You've probably figured a lot of this stuff out or read it along the way. But if you're brand new to this, if you're trying to figure it out, <laughs> you may be wondering how do people manage to do this all day, especially if you are a parent. And so you're not only working from home, but you're dealing with having children at home. Well, have no fear, ladies and gentlemen. I am a little bit of an expert in this area. I work for a company that's mostly virtual, so occasionally make clients, but a lot of the time I'm working from home. I've been working from home uh, really 75% of the last year, and I'm a homeschool dad. So homeschool principals, we like to put it. My wife does all the hard work of, of actually educating the children every day, but I work out of a home with children all the time. Now, you may not have the division of labor that we're able to have because, like I said, it's kind of my wife's work to do the homeschooling. That's our normal routine, and I work outside the home. Uh, we both work, obviously, just in different capacities. But I've found ways to kind of make life work in these situations. So I'm going to list off a few of the things that i found that are really helpful. Hopefully, they'll be beneficial to you, and we can all work to be better tomorrow. The first thing I want to say for everybody, and this is just partly a pet peeve, but partly something of benefit, is don't skip your morning routine. Get up, do your stuff, get dressed. Those of you who know me know I'm a fan of Benjamin Hardy's work, and I have been getting up earlier and earlier because my most productive time is early in the morning. I've heard it said, and maybe you've heard it too, you always have time to do the things you put first. Five to seven is where you make or break your day. So I get up, I work out, spend time uh, reading my Bible and praying, and then get into work for Be Better Tomorrow and the other things that I have to do for my side hustle before uh, getting my shower, getting ready, getting dressed, and getting into my office by eight o'clock so that I can start my routine like I would if I was going to work in an office. A lot of people make the mistake of sleeping in as long as possible We have early morning calls occasionally. People still sleep in, roll out of bed, get on that call, and then their day gets away from them. They still haven't showered or anything by the end of the day. Partly, this is just to keep a good work ethic and momentum on your own, but there is some truth to the idea of dressed well, test well. Maybe you've heard that in college. Something about changing your brain, your mindset from, hey, I'm lazy, this is a Saturday, I'm going to sit in my pajamas all day to I'm going to sit in front of my desk, get something done, and be dressed for work. It changes your mindset, and it helps you to perform better when you actually sit down to do your tasks. Do everything you're going to do before time. Now, you can sleep in a little bit longer because you probably don't have a commute unless you're one of those essential workers. God bless you if you're one of those. I don't know why you're listening to this episode, but I appreciate it. You're going to move on and go throughout your day feeling like you're at work and dedicating that time to work. Two, block out distractions. You're working from home. <laughs> if you're like me, something that keeps me accountable at work is the fact that my coworkers are walking around all the time. I don't want to be seen as the guy sitting on Facebook all day. So I don't do that on my work computer. But when you're at home, 
it's really easy to get distracted and wander off into email land, YouTube land, or whatever else is going on. Here's something I've used for years that has helped. It's a little Chrome plugin, because I'm a Chrome guy, called Stay Focused. You can set up what websites you want to have limits on, or what you can actually set up with which ones you're allowed to have, to have access to, like a whitelist. And then there's a timer that runs. You can set what that, what that timer is. But when that timer runs out, you can't go to those websites through Chrome anymore. Now, obviously, there's ways to get around this. They've got some really cute ways to do it. If you try to ask for more time and, and change your settings to give you more time, uh, the little pop-ups come up to tell you they're going to kill a kitten if, they, if you do. And then if you, if you still say you want to do it, they, they cry over the kitten. It's fun. Um, obviously, no animals were actually harmed in production of this software. But what it does is reminds me that I'm supposed to be dedicated to this time. I'm supposed to be doing a certain task. Sometimes your brain needs a break and it allows for that. But other times you can just get lost just like you're at home watching YouTube and you get down that rabbit hole, you start out watching Paul Lind videos and the next thing you know, you're watching some weird stuff that you've never heard of before. It's weird. If you ever, ever done a YouTube rabbit hole, it's fun just to see where the, the algorithm takes you. Try it out, but be careful. Communicate as much as possible. I told you our company's really always been a virtual company, so we're pretty good at this. Phone calls are nice, but Video conferences are better. You get to see people's face, see their expression. Try to get as close to a face-to-face -face interaction as possible. It really helps to see people. Just, just another reason to get dressed, by the way. Uh, I've, my meetings, I always request cameras on if possible. I know some people have kids running around the background or whatever. They don't, and they don't. Have, they might have valid reasons. Some people just didn't do their hair that day and don't want to get on. So if it's friendly enough conversation, we say we don't care what your hair looks like. Turn it on. We'll see. See how it goes. But these kind of interactions can help us stay more connected. They prevent us from, from just thinking of people as voices, but remembering the people or the faces that, that we see every day. It just helps us to connect more. Four or really three and a half is don't skip the small talk. I am totally a high D personality in, in that I want to get in, get the job done and get out. That's what my dad talked about shopping. So you go in, you find the first thing you like that meets your needs. You get out as fast as you can. You have no regrets about what you purchased. And sometimes I feel like I do that when it comes to business calls. I want to get in, I want to get the thing accomplished, I want to get out and get back to work. In this time especially, when we're all a little bit isolated, extend the time of your meeting if you feel you have to, but arrive early. It's another good way to do it if you can, if you don't have back-to-back -back meetings. And remember to talk to people. We don't have those hallway conversations or the, I was on my way to get coffee and I stopped back at your desk on the way. How are the kids doing? We're missing that. And those are the, really the moments we start to connect to one another. Those connections can get lost if we aren't intentional about holding on to them. So take some time, do the small talk, let people laugh, ask them how they're, how they're doing. Maybe they're really under a lot of stress. Say that that's okay. Talk to them about it, encourage them. We're all in the same situation. We're all figuring out ways to deal with it. And it's just good to stay connected on that human level. And that's a, that's a good ground rule, even if you're not in a regular work from home situation. Don't forget that we're people and we need to make sure that we stay that way. Set some ground rules for the people at home. If, if you've got roommates, if you've got family, uh, my kids know that if they open my door and I've got people on the screen, it means I'm on a conference call. And they have learned the difference between my phone headphones and my work headphones. So when I have my phone headphones on, they know they can interrupt me because I'm just listening to music while I work. But if I've got the headphones connected to my Yeti mic, which means, and I'm on, it probably means I'm on a call. And so they just close the door back. And I usually blur my background. It's one of the features I have in Teams, Microsoft Teams. 
And so nobody sees that. They might hear it, but they know what's going on. Unless it's an emergency, don't bother. My wife and I have even gotten to the point where she'll stop by and visit occasionally, kind of like somebody walking by the desk. But if she needs something, she needs me to do things. She sends me text messages and I answer them when I can because there is something to be lost in being interrupted. And there's a whole talk about deep work, getting into the mode, into the zone, as it were, and getting your work done. She doesn't want to interrupt that. And so I appreciate the fact that when she needs something, she texts me. If it's not an emergency, I get to it. Or we take walks every so often throughout the day. And that's usually the time we address any of those kind of issues. But it's good to set those ground rules so there's not frustration and everybody's kind of on the same page. Number six, get out. Weather permitting, get out and get some sunshine. You don't want to be one of those cave trolls that just sits in their office in the dark all day and churns out code or, or PowerPoints or whatever it is you do. Get outside, take a break. You will see the difference in your life because you're going to get those UV rays, you're going to get that fresh air, and it really helps. Uh, I've seen some different different studies on how much it would help to prevent infection, but it's really good for your body to get outside. So get outside as much as you can and still be productive. Your health has to come first. If you're not healthy, you're not going to be productive anyway. And number seven, on the tail end, end with a daily routine. So normally my commute does this for me. It's a book that's somewhat discredited, I guess, nowadays, but I still enjoyed it. It was Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. But one of the things it talked about was having that cave time. Um, generally, men need that decompression. I get away from work, and I need time by myself just to think. That was always my commute for me. Uh, I, and then I maybe sit in the driveway for a second to, to change my mindset to go, okay, I'm not working anymore. I'm dad. doesn't matter if I'm tired. I need to go in and be dad and be husband and adjust myself to give everything I have to my family. If you're walking from the kitchen to the dining room or from the bedroom to the living room, your commute's not that far. Find a way to end your pattern. It does some of the same things as getting dressed in the morning does. It changes your mindset and sends a signal to your brain that you're done with work. You're moving on to something else. So it could be, you know, do some yoga, take a walk, walk the dog, listen to your favorite podcast like this one. Just something to step away from work, reset your brain and get ready for whatever else you have to do that evening so that you can really create some separation between work and the rest of your life. Otherwise, you're going to end up working 12 hours a day because the things are going to blend together just so much. So those are the things that I've done working from home that just makes my life so much easier. Um, there's a million of them. Um, you can look up lists for tip work from home tips. The thing is, it, it's personal. What works for you won't work for other people and vice versa. So try some things out. Try them for at least a week, though, to get re to really understand if they're working or not. And I think you'll find ways to improve your work ethic and improve your life in general. And hopefully these things will help you be better tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I hope you've gotten something out of this that will help you be better tomorrow. As always, you can find our show notes and everything you need to know about the program at BeBetterTomorrow.com. The music you're listening to right now is by Kevin McLeod of Incom Tech, released under a Creative Commons 3.0 share-like license as is Be Better Tomorrow. So you can use this recording in any non-commercial endeavor as long as you give credit to us. In the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show and I hope you'll find something today so that you can be better tomorrow. Tomorrow.